listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth it is tuesday february 18th it is it's <laughs> oh it's uh martin luther's death anniversary, the anniversary of his death <laughs> yes the commemoration commemoration is, is that, of his death that the right word that's what it, i mean that's how i wrote it on our social media this morning so don't sure like, don't you like don't you appreciate how i always look to you to see what today's all about <laughs> There's always something special happening. Uh, two, absolutely. Two good things on deck uh, that I'm excited to talk about today. We're going to meet um, this week and next week. We're going to meet some friends from Lutheran Bible Translators, learn about their work as missionaries in Bible translation. So I'm excited about that. Uh, today we get to meet one of the uh, advisors for a translation project. So I'm That's looking forward cool. to Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. <laughs> and also... Um, we're going to take a look at a a recurring um, column in the... Is it a column or an article? I'm not a journalist, so... We'll go with article, article? maybe? Um, Columns uh, in newspapers? The, okay, so... I don't know. Pastor the, Askins can tell us that. This is true. <laughs> the the Benediction article that's in uh, mm-hmm. the back of each issue of the Lutheran Witness, um, this month's really struck me hmm. as very interesting. So I uh, invited um, the, the author of this month's article to join us in studio, so we're going to talk about that as well. Isn't it fun when something strikes you and you just want it to talk about fun. it? You didn't get hurt, did no, you? No, I didn't. Okay, good. It didn't. didn't. <laughs> uh, but it was—it it certainly caught my attention. I was very intrigued by it. So, uh, thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Joining us this morning is Michael Ursland, translation advisor for the Comba Old Testament Project with Lutheran Bible Translators. Michael, thanks so much for being our guest this morning on the Coffee Hour. Good to have you with us this morning, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. So, Michael, when did you first begin thinking about serving as a missionary or a Bible translator? As a kid, I grew up in rural Kansas, and we would have a mission festival every fall where all the different churches in the circuit would gather together for a service, and they would have a missionary come and speak about what they've been doing. And so I really enjoyed that time to get to hear these stories from missionaries. And apparently, I told my parents and some of the missionaries and family, like, I want to be a missionary when I grow up. But I kind of forgot that until high school. Um, in high school, one of my sisters, she went to Concordia University, Wisconsin, and she studied nursing and missions. And I really appreciated getting to hear from her about her cross. My interest. And so before my senior year of high school, I was able to go with another sibling to do some service work uh, cross-culturally for a week. And that kind of confirmed my interest in cross-cultural work. So I went to Concordia, Wisconsin, and I started studying missions. And I met with the missions professor there, and he suggested, how about I look into studying something to go alongside missions, like a a type of profession uh, to accompany it. And I was interested in languages at the time, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to begin my freshman year off with taking Koine Greek. And (laughs) I came to find out about Bible translation. Who knew? Um, so I went and talked with my professor. I was like, Lutheran Bible translators, do people still like do this thing? And he was so excited. He said, yes. And he put me in connection with Lutheran Bible translators. And 
a degree in Bible translation, biblical languages for translation and missions. And that's kind of what got me on the track to where I am today with serving overseas with Lutheran Bible translators. This is really uh, linguistics and languages. It's, it's all, a, it's a fascinating world. Um, tell us a little bit more <laughs> about, um, what actually goes into learning, uh, the linguistics and the, the languages. What is it? Your bachelor's in, in biblical languages for translation. Uh, what actually goes into, um, learning those things so that you can apply it after you graduate? Great question. So when I was at Wisconsin, some of the classes I took were, um, biblical Hebrew, Koine Greek, and those gave me an introduction to understand how the scriptures were originally written. Um, when we have the Old Testament, it's in Hebrew and the New Testament in Greek. Some people today who are listening may not realize, but the Bible wasn't written in English. At first. <laughs> um, it's actual translation, but it's still good. People should still read their Bibles. I'm not saying it's bad. So, um, and other things then, when I graduated from Mequon, I then came to school, went to a school in Dallas uh, called the Graduate Institute of Applied Linguistics. It's now called Dallas International University. Um, and I started taking linguistic classes. And what that means is I started studying how languages function, the way different sounds are around the world. There are some sounds and languages that we don't have in English, how words are created. Like maybe some people have flashbacks to hook it on phonics. Um, <laughs> that's trying to go with how do we create and construct words in a language? And the rules are different from place to place. And then grammar, how do we use those rules for conveying different aspects of a language such as marking features for tense and verbs or how do nouns operate or adjectives and so all of those building blocks were kind of I was immersed into to use that information I got a certificate in applied linguistics to be able to learn how to operate in other languages and kind of get a glimpse into studying them so cool. Uh, I know. I, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it can sound overwhelming. It is. I'm um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a step-by-step thing. Like, when I look back, I'm like, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have realized where I am today if I would have thought about, oh, all this is what, you know, will have to happen. I would have been like, oh, oh my goodness. But when I look back, I'm like, wow, God works step-by-step, guiding and directing as we need, where we are. And it's really cool to see how that works. So, Tell us about the project you're involved with, the Combo Old Testament project. I'm sorry, that cut out. What was the question? Tell us about the, the, uh, the Combo Old Testament project and your involvement with that. Okay, great. The Combo people, they work in Ghana. They, or they live in Ghana, sorry, Northern, Af- Northern Ghana in West Africa. Um, there's around 250,000 speakers and Most of them are in a rural setting, a rural area, and they asked for Lutheran Bible translators to start working with a Bible translation back in the early 2000s. And so some of my colleagues went in 2003, Nathan Esla and David Federwitz, and they started doing preliminary work with um, creating an orthography, creating primers for the language, and then doing the New Testament, which was dedicated in 2014. And right after they dedicated the New Testament, they 
then began working on the Old Testament lectionary readings. And for people who don't know what the lectionary is, is it's in, in church on Sunday, usually in the Lutheran churches, we have an Old Testament reading, an epistle, and a gospel reading. And that's called the lectionary, where it's these set readings each Sunday. And so they started working on translating the Old Testament portions because they didn't have access to that then in Comba for a church it services. And they finished that about uh, around the time that I arrived in 2016. And then we jumped in working through the complete books of the Old Testament. And there's different stages for the translation process. Um, and for right now, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, uh, Joshua, in Psalms are all ready for pre-publication, um, trial publication. And we're, we've been working on team proofreading, uh, judges, first Kings right now. And then the translators, I work with a team of three Comba men. They are doing drafting of other books. They're almost finished with the prophets and have the wisdom literature left. So. Well, it's kind of exciting, and that's the great thing about it is it's a big teamwork thing. It can seem really daunting, but when I step back and think about it, it's not just me, and it's not just me and the translators I work with, but it's us as an entire team. And it's really cool how God uses his church as a whole to be participators in this project, in this process, and it isn't all on just one person to do it. Absolutely. That is, that is a significant project, uh, to undertake as a team and, and just the timeline that you're talking about, uh, this taking years to produce, uh, but the final project is going to be pretty incredible. Uh, what's, what's been the most challenging thing for you, uh, during this project? I would say one of the most challenging things for me is that as a person coming from Michael, are you still there? Oh, it looks like we lost our connection with Michael. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I really wanted to know the I answer know. to this. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Hopefully we can get reconnected with him. Looks like we lost him for a moment. That is just fascinating, learning about linguistics. And, and, and I studied um, Koine Greek in college. Mm -hmm. Started Hebrew, didn't quite get to where I needed to be in that. <laughs> but, you know, what, what he's sharing about, what he's shared about languages and um, just his study of languages and where that began is really affirming for me our decision to teach our son Latin early. Yes. Uh, in, you know, starting in like first or second grade to start teaching him languages there as the foundation for all languages. Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, you could hear as he was talking about linguistics and learning the parts of speech in biblical languages, how valuable that was. So that's mm -hmm. really affirming. And, and I have to give a shout out and kudos to Cheryl Swope for introducing me uh -huh. to that in the, um, you know, from uh, Simply Classical and Memoria Press and their uh, introduction of Latin early on, the, the little Prima Latina that's uh, really like second grade, I think is what they recommend, mm -hmm. what she's recommended. So uh, hopefully we'll get started with that. And who knows, maybe we'll have a future Bible translator as well. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to get reconnected with oh, Michael. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sad. Maybe we'll post the answer to that question. That would be great to reconnect <laughs> with him and get to share the rest of the story uh, down the road. Maybe we'll have another chance to connect with him uh, because I wanted to hear more about his continuing education as well. He's back at um, the Institute. So he's, he's working on, I think, more classes 
classes and continuing his education uh-huh. uh, as a translator. So hopefully we'll get to reconnect with him in the future and learn more about his work as a translator. Um, and the next time, uh, next week, we get to go to Ghana, I believe, uh-huh. and connect um, with one of the uh, missionaries serving there. So thanks so much, Michael. Hopefully we'll reconnect <laughs> with you soon. Sorry that, that uh, our connection dropped out, but we'll hopefully reconnect soon and share more of that story. And more on the way, we're going to take a look at the uh, February issue of The Lutheran Witness. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Welcome back to the coffee hour before we were so rudely interrupted by technology cutting us <laughs> off. Uh, this is the extended, the premium edition. Yeah. Is that right? The extended edition, extended uh, edition. Where we get to finish the story with Michael Ursuline, translation advisor for the Comba Old Testament Project with Lutheran Bible Translators. Michael, before we, uh, before we got cut off, we were talking about what you find most challenging in this translation project that you're working on. Yeah. Um... Thank you for letting me join and share a little bit more. Um, Sorry about that with the technology. Yeah, some of the things that I find challenging with working with the translation project is uh, this challenge of uh, event orientation culture versus people-oriented cultures. And so here in the U.S., uh, what people who study culture, what you would say is people in the U.S. tend to be very event-oriented. We like to get tasks. Done and we create lists and we work lists and we work through those lists throughout the day and throughout the week, the month, the year. Um, and not all of the world operates that same way and same with time. And so that was a challenge and it continues to be a challenge for me as I work with the, the Combo Old Testament project. It, because for the Combo people, they're very much people-oriented culture where things start when things start. And so time is a whole lot more, it's more fluid there. And it, that challenges me because as a person coming from the U.S., I, I like to have these goals and I want to reach these goals by this certain time or check this off for today to feel like I've done something productive for today. And there are goals I do have um, and I do work through them. But a big part of the work is going and living life with people. And so that may be going to the field with my village family and trying to help them as they plant or hoe or harvest, whatever it is, Um, going to a funeral, which can be an all night activity, going to um, someone's house as it's being built and to be with them as they're building their house. And so those can take, a lot of time and then to come back home it's the end of the day and I feel like wow I've done nothing today because I have nothing to like check off that it can show for my work like I did this today and um, this was helpful uh, but it it is important because in a big part of translation work is getting to understand the culture and the language, and you can't learn the language or the culture unless you live with people and experience it with them. And so that's 
where I kind of live with an attention of my American self, but then also, in a way, my Comba self, that I, as I take on part of that identity and learning and understanding how to live there. And that's with Scripture, that's how God relates to us, is He's very relationship-oriented, and He wants to interact with people, and that's how he interacts, and he wants us to interact with other people so that they can know who he is. And so that's, that's where it all comes in, that that's a, that's a big part of the work. And so it's just a challenge comes in of cultural um, uh, worldviews and how things operate. Yeah, that's that's something that we often hear from uh, from people that we talk to who are are American originally, and then are, are missionaries in Africa or doing doing work in Africa. That 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 specific cultural uh, difference can be can be an interesting thing to to get used to. But but that context uh, is so so people oriented, relationship oriented. That, that I I think that would be really fun to experience. I'm trying to comprehend the idea of radio in that context oh, yeah, because we, we live by clock. the clock here. <laughs> I can't imagine what broadcasting. I I would be curious to to know what that looks like. Field trip. Right. Yeah, they Field love trip. radio there, so yeah. people listen to it a ton. But mm-hmm. it, anyways, I I say uh, to people when I after coming back to the U.S. I'm in the U.S. right now taking master's classes and. Um, they asked me, so what was it like there? What's one of the things that you learned when you were in Ghana? And for me, I would say I learned how to be a human there, which it it may sound cliche or to some may be like, what do you mean by that? But like this people, the relationship aspect is so important. And it's it's a beautiful thing to get to learn while living there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of master's work, uh, tell us about the, uh, the your continuing education, what, what you're continuing to learn. All right. Yeah, so I'm taking classes at a school in Dallas, Texas, towards a master's in applied linguistics with a focus in Bible translation. And some of the classes gear towards uh, communication well, communication um, along the lines of discourse. How do we communicate with people through our speech with different structures from paragraph level to maybe text as a larger and then text as a whole so that we can then analyze scripture to understand the meanings because we have unknown meaning. I mean, we have meanings in the way that we communicate with other people that we don't realize as subconscious. And so each language and culture has different rules that subconsciously govern the way that communication takes place. And so that helps us to understand when we look and do what's something called exegesis, reading the original Hebrew, original Greek, or you can exegete any language, reading the original to understand what its meaning is and to then be able to apply that in the translation process or to people's lives today. And so that's one thing I've been learning about, translation theories, understanding different ways to approach translation for both written and oral. I'm taking an oral translation class right now. And that's interesting because while there are some theories that are similar from written, there are things that we don't realize that as we speak with one another, we communicate a way differently than how we write. And so that can have an effect also for translation projects. 
Um, I'm also taking more Hebrew classes. I'm working with the Old Testament, and it's written in Hebrew. And so I want to kind of build up those skills some to be able to work better in understanding what is the original text saying so I can offer those skills to the translators I work with for the translation project. What's next? How can we follow what's going on with your work with LBT? How can we keep up with uh, Michael Ursulin? Okay. Um, I About once, twice a month, I post things on Facebook, on a Facebook group called Ursulin Updates. Uh, my last name is Ursland, E-R-S-L-A-N-D. And so people could go online and on Facebook and ask to join. It's a closed group, so I could then try to add them. Um can also go to lbt.org and go to About and Missionaries and find Michael Ursland there. So LBT stands for Lutheran Bible Translators. For people who don't know, need to get that clarification um, and help. That, that may help remind people how to find it. And when you're there, if you want to follow and find out more information, there should be a link to be able to sign up for uh, prayer newsletters that I send out. Yeah. Great. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being our guest, and thanks for being willing to reconnect with us so we could share the full story today. We really appreciate your time and your work uh, in Bible translation. Thanks so much for sharing your story. Yeah, thank you all. God's blessings. God bless you, too. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.